Hi friend, welcome to another episode of the 8,000 Promises podcast. I'm your host, A.D. Tilford. I'm a Jesus-led, trauma-informed educator, leader, and writer serving God in my local community and church. If you believe like I do that this world needs safe spaces to talk about God, faith in action, and complex topics so that transformative change can take place, this podcast is for you. You'll hear from a range of guests, experts in fields of psychology and faith, and everyday friends with meaningful stories to tell. In this series, you'll hear deep conversation and supplemental writings from people who are amplifying voices, partnering with God in ways that help others know that God sees and hears every person, including you. So when you're ready, lean in and embrace what God has for you today. Let's go. Welcome. Today's episode is the first in a kind of experience that I'm hoping to create through this podcast for you, my precious 8,000 Promise peeps. After spending a lot of my life teaching English, which I actually hope does not make you want to stop listening, I've come to realize that studying a concept thematically can profoundly change how we see or experience that concept. So with that, I felt like it would be really interesting to ask fellow writers, speakers, podcasters, communicators, or even just human life livers to consider the current series topic and to write a response to it. Each response that you'll hear on these supplemental writing episodes has come from someone who spent some time thinking about what the series topic means. My friend, Sally Henry, is our first guest writer for the series concept of Amplify, God Sees and Hears Everyone, and I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Sally Henry is wife to Kim, mother of Sarah and Sean, and grandmother of three crazy boys, Rilo, Rocco, and Vito. Sally has two sisters who sandwich her and who she loves dearly. Sally is a writer, pastor, musician, and listener. As an Enneagram 9, she loves having people in her home, cooking for friends and family, having meaningful conversations, and doing work that makes a difference. She is an ordained Presbyterian minister, but currently works as a behavioral health care coordinator, working with families who have children coming out of mental health crises. Kim and Sally host a house church every other week in their home, And she's taken up lap swimming to be active and work out stress and therapy to keep chipping away at all those things that keep her from being truly whole. Sally turned 60 in 2023, and it was her best birthday yet. She doesn't do churchy talk, and she's usually five to seven years behind the latest trends, be they clothing, social media, or catchy phrases. Sally believes in transparency and sharing stories because that's how we learn from each other and grow as individuals. And she's been sharing her SH dollar sign percentage sign, I think you all know what that means, for a long time now. Oh, and she tries to sometimes filter for the sake of others. That's the Enneagram 9 in her. But sometimes a good F-bomb is what's appropriate. Sorry, not sorry. That's from Sally. What an awesome bio. I love this lady, and I hope that you gain something beautiful the way I did when I read her piece. 
If you love what you hear Sally read, you can get a copy of that by following the link in the show notes to Sally's blog. So that's also really awesome. Just a few quick reminders. There is still a survey that you can take to help give your feedback and insight for the podcast. And I said last week that that needed to be done by Friday, January 26th, but I misspoke. I'm taking responses through Friday, February 2nd. So if you have a chance to take that survey, that'd be great. And yeah, thank you to all my people for support and love. And I'm so glad you're here. Enjoy Sally Henry's piece, Living in the Kingdom for Real. Well-known pastor and writer, Frederick Buchner writes, If we only had eyes to see and ears to hear and wits to understand, we would know that the kingdom of God in the sense of holiness, goodness, beauty, is as close as breathing and is crying out to be born within ourselves and within the world. We would know that the kingdom of God is what all of us hunger for above all other things, even when we don't know its name or realize that it's what we're starving to death for. The kingdom of God is where our best dreams come from and our truest prayers. We glimpse it at those moments when we find ourselves being better than we, than we are and wiser than we know. We catch sight of it when at some moment of crisis a strength seems to come to us that is greater than our own strength. The kingdom of God is where we belong. It is home. And whether we realize it or not, I think we are, all of us, homesick for it. My dear friend, Aidy, asked me if I'd like to write something and share it on her podcast, 8,000 Promises. I wanted, of course, to write something thoughtful, moving, and profound. I wrote two different pieces but really didn't feel super great about either one of them. I shared them with my daughter, Sarah, and she questioned a couple of spots, but I still wasn't happy with either. I'd set a date, a deadline for myself of January 22nd, and here I am on January 21st. But as I was getting ready this morning, I had some thoughts that I'm hoping might amount to something worth reading and listening to. You see, I wanted to present something really solid theologically, something that many could relate to, agree with, and feel good about. But then I thought, that's not really where I am right now in my faith journey. In hindsight, I think some of my consternation actually started when I went to seminary. I'd been somewhat firm in my stance that LGBTQ plus believers should not be in church leadership. My church, without really taking a public stand, 
was fairly clear that that's where we landed. I did not dislike or hate LGBTQ plus people. In fact, I made suggestions of outreach and support for community projects that supported their community. But when it came to the church, I felt it was fine to welcome gay folks, but leadership was a place I couldn't go. Then I went to seminary. <laughs> In seminary, I met Tony. Tony is gay and loves Jesus and wanted to go into the ministry. And the more I thought about Tony and people like Tony who, like me, heard the call to ministry and ended up in seminary, the more I thought that keeping people like Tony out of the church ministry does not align with how Jesus lived and much of what I read in scripture. I often go back to the, the text in Acts 11, where Peter explains to the Jewish Christians how God showed him in a dream it was okay to eat unclean food he'd been raised in the faith to avoid. And also how the Holy Spirit came upon some Gentiles and Peter was moved to baptize them because he remembered that Jesus had said that John baptizes with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Peter goes on to admit that if God gave these Gentiles the same gift as he gave the disciples who believed in Jesus, he says, who was I to think that I could oppose God? All this is to say that seminary gave me more questions than answers, and it hasn't stopped since then. I know that there are many Jesus followers who struggle with this and other issues who have questions because they read in the Bible and what they see the church and the church people living out don't jive. They hear messages of how God loves and how we're all made in God's image, but still exclude various people groups from the church, let alone leadership. I'm not here to proclaim that I have answers to all of these really hard questions. But here's what I do know. Throughout scripture, people make all sorts of mistakes. People sin. People kill each other, downplay or exclude women, children, people who are ill or unclean in some way, among many others. But God continues to open and reopen the door to himself time and time again. Throughout the Old Testament, we see this cycle of the people being faithful, then the people falling away and really deep diving into lives of sin, God allowing consequences to happen, and then God welcoming the people when they eventually turn back towards him. And then it happens over and over and over again. We have a God who desperately wants relationship with all of his beloved creatures, us. Jesus showed us in so many ways 
how to love well. Forgiving numerous times. Touching and being with outcasts. Listening to women and others, other shunned people. Spending lots of time talking with God, his father. Journeying through life and community, as well as with very close companions. And sharing meals with others. There was a book I read and actually went through and discussed together with friends called Jesus Life. And it really stuck with me. It talked about things like living a sustainable rhythm of life. Thinking about how Jesus might have spent time with God considering he didn't have a Bible. What might his praying and thinking or meditating have looked like? It looked at how Jesus defined family, served others, redefined and reframed rituals. And it asks great questions about how we might have lost some of these Jesus ways of living. This is the direction I'm going in my faith these days. I think in many ways in my faith I'd gone into autopilot for a while there. Then COVID hit and we went online. Many of us went into a bit of a depression. And coming out of it, we felt very disengaged, disconnected, and unsure if returning to our churches was the direction we wanted to go. For my husband, Kim, and I, We invited some friends who also hadn't re-engaged with a larger church and came together as a house church. This group that started with eight people has blossomed to 17 now, and we continue to meet every two weeks on Sunday evenings in our home. Our worship is simple, with singing, scripture, prayers of confession, as well as for the people and the world. Sometimes I share a message I've found that's appropriate, but more often than not, we have a discussion of what God might be saying through the scriptures we read and how they apply in life right now, this week. It's intimate. It's refreshing. And it's very imperfect. And anyone is welcome. We don't concern ourselves with deciding who's in and who's out. I may prepare our time, but we share reading, leading, and discussion is for everyone. We serve one another as well as people and organizations in our community and try to live out our faith in our daily lives, again, very imperfectly. I'm not quite sure what the point is I'm trying to make here, except that our faith is always evolving. Hopefully, as we learn and experience different people, ask hard questions, try to find some maybe not always easy answers, discuss the mystery with others, and try to follow Jesus. We can each be uniquely transformed as we continue this wild journey of faith. 
we continue to look for and sometimes even experience the kingdom of God in our world, despite all of its imperfection and brokenness. I do not have all the answers. That is for certain. In fact, I have very few. But I surround myself with people who share a love of Jesus or maybe just a curiosity of God. People who love well and help me learn to do the same. Who are willing to share life and dive deep. And who tend to bring out the best in me. I'm listening more these days, trying to connect in meaningful ways. And more and more, I'm staying off of autopilot and actively and intentionally pursuing the presence of God, hands out and open wide, ready to both give and receive all that he has for me. It will never be perfect but it's definitely good. And I think God's okay with that. Thanks for listening.